Welcome to Love Hate Automate, the podcast where digital dreams dress tomorrow's reality. I'm your host, Dale Parr, and with my weekly guests, we'll be diving into the vibrant world of digital fashion. Each episode, we stitch together innovation, creativity, and a splash of the unexpected. I'm excited to welcome a superstar guest to the show this week. It's Diane Wallinger. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Diane. Thank you for having me. Hi. Hi. So currently, Diane leads her uh, eponymous studio, Diane Wallinger, Studio Diane Wallinger, having spent the last four years uh, in the heart of everything in terms of digital fashion uh, creation. She's been a clothes 3D lecturer and a designer at The Fabricant. That just gives you a bit of a taste of Diane's past. But Diane, maybe you can introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. So, um, as you said, um, I guess the highlight uh, digitally is my uh, work at The Fabricant. But before that, the way I came to it, um, I actually trained as a traditional fashion designer. Uh, loads of digital fashion designer have as well. That's um, the way it goes. I uh, did my studies in London. I studied traditional fashion communication. I moved on to fashion futures and fashion and sustainability. And that's actually what led me to digital fashion. Believe it or not, um, digital fashion is proposed as a tool for increased sustainability in fashion. So this is how I got to it. That's how I got to color 3D. That's how I got to try it. And once you try it, you love it. I tried it. I couldn't stop. Um, it was fun from the start. Still fun. Uh, it's still fun today. And indeed, after right after my uh, master in fashion future, where I had tried digital fashion, I got out with my little digital fashion project, my one and only, and it got me an internship at the fabricant uh, for a little bit less than a year. Then it turned into a job. Uh, I stayed um, with the amazing team at the fabricant for a year, and now I've been freelancing full-time uh, for a year indeed doing clothes 3d teaching uh, working with clients in the dpc world in the fully digital world mm-hmm. exploring different areas um all under the studio jan wallinger name and um i'm now about well, within two weeks to launch a little digital fashion collection that hopefully will shift realm and transition from the digital world, um, from the digital world to the physical world throughout the year. So that's the plans, the exciting plans. Incredible. That's what's next. So, so we're just a couple of weeks out before this collection lands. Can you reveal anything? What can we expect? So yes, sure. I can reveal a few things about the collection. Uh, it's called Flow. It's launching on the 14th of February because it's a celebration of love, but it's also a celebration of women. Um, flow is about female flows and the link to the flow state of well-being. It's a continuation of my previous fashion design work around the relationship between human well-being, environmental well-being, and how clothing can play a a word like play a game into this. Uh, what's the value of clothing to lead to human well-being, which 
that could tie into your environmental well-being. Um, so that's a version of this. It's an exploration, it's an experimentation, and it's also a way of showing all of the amazing things we can do nowadays with a digital collection, the digital things, but also the physical things, you know, because there is just so much you can do when you start with digital fashion. Wow. I'm looking forward to this. It sounds incredible. It sounds absolutely wonderful. But one thing I think you forgot to mention in the introduction was uh, your work with Nick Knight and Show Studio. Yay. Um, I guess from the external world, and maybe the reason I, I didn't mention it, like from the outside, it definitely looks like a highlight uh, from my little career as a freelancer. Uh, but for me, it was actually um, really enjoyable and, you know, not uh, necessarily too much work or so much work that you remember the project in a bad way, you know, because it has stuck yeah. with you for so many months. It was um, rather short, sweet and um, really enjoyable to work on. So the things, weirdly, that don't stick with you because they were so easy to make. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great um, collaboration. So many amazing designers also on the project, and yeah. so great to see the reveal, you know, with all and everyone's work being mixed together through the generative NFT result. Um, definitely enjoyable, and it's actually my uh, screen background, so I should I should remember it. Apparently, I'm proud of that. <laughs> you see it every day. You've kind of forgot yeah. it happened. <laughs> yeah, it's here to remind me that. Um, Digital fashion and the traditional great fashion world can blend seamlessly in a very great result because this is what more of the things I'd like to do and see. So could you could you describe your creation? It was a take on a previous work, um, a puffer like a gigantic lilac puffer in its original uh, colorway. Uh, and then I created a new version of it, also refined version, because it was a garment from my master's collection, and at the point I was just a beginner in colour. So then you reopen all these old files and you realise that, whew, you could maybe like tweak some little things. So it was a tweaked, refined version and a new colourway of uh, the big lilac puffer. That garment was actually... Um, early in the digital space so it had been in a few places already uh, but the new colorways um, were all uh, wavy and swirly and colorful yeah. uh, super fun to make i had played around with um, substance sampler at the time which is a lot of fun and it's a, a great app to start with when you start making your own materials um, so it was definitely very fun project like who doesn't like to revisit uh past success if i can say so no one will <laughs> people will hear me saying so and I, they won't see me doing a little quote marks yeah no I, icon one was a great project you know nick and giselle um you know i loved how he used her as a muse and she kind of featured heavily but she's such a tremendous fashion model that she can uh, just adapt her her look to her makeup, her hair, everything about her. She's so adaptable to the wardrobe and to the runway. Uh, really, really cool. And obviously, um, the the visual presentation of the campaign 
uh, at West One, W One in London was just jaw dropping, in, incre- incredible production value. So no, it's um, yeah, never forget that Diane, you you you're amazing to to be able to participate in such a such an incredible event. So let's get into the detail, right? So this is Love Hate Automate. We want to dig into into where you're at in terms of digital fashion from a technical perspective, a cultural perspective, all those kind of topics. So tell us about your love today. Well, I've got loads of well, loads of love when it comes to digital fashion. I mean, I've always been really passionate about fashion in general and what I do, but um, biggest love, biggest crush, crush at the <laughs> moment, um, is the whole evolution of my process, seeing my process evolve, but also my skills evolve, uh, learning or doing digital fashion for four years has been like being on a new fashion course. You know, I'm constantly learning, but this is the part I like the most. When I have to go about doing um, operations that I'm very familiar with, I'm less excited. When it's about learning, I'm overly excited. Watching tutorials is literally a blast. Um, I'm still having quite some, some fun doing that. And yeah. especially like the current en- enhancement and I'm the most exciting about is the whole AI upscaling slash enhancement part, like using a tool to not only make your image bigger, which is great when it comes to rendering time, can render 2K and have a 4K images in the hand. Like mm-hmm. it's um, it's an amazing, quicker way to have a great result. So upscaling is a thing, but AI enhancing, which can be do, done with like one tool, so two in one, just enables you to have added uh, realism, especially when it comes to avatars. Like I had been struggling with making avatars look realistic, real. Yeah. Um, and this is this is the key, especially for people like me, I guess, who can do the fashion really well, but it's literally a, a whole new world when it comes to avatar creation. It's literally a whole set, whole different set of skills. Yeah, so definitely. I find that AI enhancement tools just are the way to go um, for a more realistic results in a relatively short time. Yeah, you're right. Char- being a character artist is a completely different thing to being a fashion designer, right? Uh, but obviously you're multidisciplinary and you're having to develop all aspects of the look. So, um, you know, hair, skin tone, yeah. not- notoriously difficult. Yeah, and I, yeah. <laughs> and I can't claim to ever be able to do all of these things perfectly, you know, like I'm happy to say still in my fashion designer side, um, but what's quite specific about fashion, digital fashion design or 3D artists is that you indeed have to be quite multidisciplinary to put like a finished work out there, unless you do collabs, which are also an amazing way and quite a, quite a lot of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like hard to master everything, um, and AI upscaling and AI enhancing is just here to help you. Uh, if I can do name dropping, I've, uh, been using... Yeah, go ahead, tool. tell us about which avatars you use, which system you use and which tools you're using. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the current process is Clothe 3D for everything fashion design, uh, DAZ 3D for avatars, 
substance painter for texturing, blender for everything seen and uh, rendering, yeah. and a magnific AI for enhancement and upscaling. That's the best results I got. It's also one of the most expensive tools, but I guess beauty comes at a certain price. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, if everyone knows of any out there, I mean, love to see some more referencing and hearing some ideas about other tools. I've tried a few. Definitely the free ones wouldn't get me to the results I no. was hoping for. And um, cool things about Magnific AI, it has like easy sliders to work with, explanation of what each slider is for, and it's rather instant. Like you're not waiting uh, 17 hours to get a result, mm -hmm. which is really great when you want to do testing and see a lot of different results quickly. That's good. That sounds like really satisfying, iterative process using that tool. Yeah, it is. It's so satisfying That's to see the results. That is a tip that everyone needs to pick up on. Fantastic. So on to hate. Tell us what's really frustrating you at the moment. I think that um, sadly, or maybe like the, the air, is the, we are in a bit of a... We're experiencing some sort of excitement, tone down or slow down. And I think that this might be because the new tools and the new generation is bumping into old mindsets. Ah, and this okay. is slowing down the change, which yeah. I don't know if you've experienced that on your side as well. Um, but talking with people around me, um, people who have been here for a little while, in, in the scene mm -hmm. for a little while, get us a bit sort of tiredness i guess a bit of a slowdown and we know we are all trying to cheer up each other and pump up each other because we are still overly excited about these technologies and these opportunities and what it can do and everyone is still aware of the um endless potential of digital fashion and digital fashion tools and the other tools that surround it but indeed there is a bit of a system change needed for yeah. things to take a pace and it's now time for things to take a pace you know otherwise people are gonna get very saddening and move on change jobs yeah no you're right it's there's uh yeah it, it's trying to kind of articulate what i'm thinking there but you're right it's this kind of like misalignment between old mindsets and the tooling they people I don't think I don't think people or or leaders or decision makers have had the opportunity to really understand what the opportunity is and how these tools can really revolutionize all the inefficiencies within within their processes. And I think if they were given the opportunity to sit down with you Diane have an hour to talk about and to demonstrate what the potentials are from a creative perspective also from an operational and efficiency perspective they would be all in you know but i think often um not enough credence is, is given to that kind of you know that that process of probably handhold handholding in some way enough time isn't given to that they just expect it to come in and work wonders 
without nurturing and really understanding what the opportunities are. Yeah, exactly. I think we are really at a moment where we have the new tools, um, the people who can manage the tools and work with the tools. We've got the talents, uh, let's call them that way. Um, I know loads of them, people who learned, uh, they learned these skills that they were promised would make them gems, you know, would make them unique, would they make, make them a, an incredible resource from the industry. And then they might stumble into like not finding a job because there aren't there doesn't seem to be a job for them. Whereas they were supposed to have these future skills that would prom, like future proof their career, you know. Um, so people are there, talents are there, the tools are there, but it feels like the mindsets won't change, and you just cannot accept to just have the new tools work within the um, the bad currently in place system. Um, these tools are meant to lead to amazing, greater improvement um, besides or not only in the prototyping area or in the DPCC. You could take things yeah. so much further. You can, it can lead to, to so many more improvement that you should give it some space, loosen the mindset, get some open-mindedness, let the people, the talent do the work. Uh, and also, like, let them show you how things work, how beautiful the tools are. Um, yeah. What I find useful is to show my freelance client how the tool works and let them use the tool. They can understand me, they can understand my process, and they can understand the potential. But, you know, my clients have people who have already reached out to a digital fashion designer knowing they would use the tool. So there is some level of open-mindedness already. And we need more people to get to that level and kind of convert. Do, do you think that there's some issues around uh, traditional skill sets that people may have within the design departments and product development departments? Do you think that what you do is the job of perhaps two or more roles in one? Is it you're a fashion designer and you're a pattern cutter? I wouldn't say so. First, because I'm a terrible pattern cutter, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. Um, I don't think so. I think digital fashion design maybe or like the tools that I use, so digital fashion design software, might be a bit like AI in in some way. As in, it's not going to replace two people, or it's not going to put the job of two people into one. It's just going to enable one person to do her or his or their job better, faster, which can then lead to an entire system change where you can work four days a week, get paid the same, have more free time, more well-being, and here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's future tools that needs to be used in the future ways of thinking. You can't just be like, oh, that means you can do triple the time and still get into a burnout. No, that person will be able to do their job a lot better. It will present better. The rest of the team will understand what is happening better. You'll have greatest collection at a yeah. faster pace if you want it to be faster. But overall, it will be all more efficient for the well-being of everyone. Yeah, I think every brand needs to be closer to the market and they need to be more in tune with culture so they can make sure they're designing the products that people want you know, in the next six to eight weeks, doing it in an efficient way that's that's clean, efficient. Everybody in the value chain has a clear understanding of what they're building and why, 
is communicated correctly across the value chain, across geographies. Um, and they're making decisions in real time rather than having to wait for samples to be shipped, flown around, um, waiting for colors, waiting for swatches. You know, if it's certainly like a, a carryover product, you've got the ability to, in a morning, just to iterate a new color palette, you know, make, yeah, a decision, totally. make a decision on it, go to market. Yeah, it's a no, you know, you know, it's a no brainer for us. You know, we understand and recognize the potential. Yeah, um, that's why I guess people who think barriers, like, yeah. It's the mindset nine times out of 10. And, and what's influencing the mindset could be really nuanced. It could be the fact that um, those particular managers or leaders or decision makers have other pressures within their day job and they haven't got the capacity to, um, you know, empower their staff to take on new tools and new skills. You know, yeah, it could be any, exactly. any, any, any number of reasons. But I think that the ultimate objective is to is to continually highlight the the potential of the of the technology. And yeah, and stay excited about it. And I always say keep it fun because I know all the people who are enthusiastic and aware of the potential. Um, even though we could be feeling or experiencing an overall slowdown or a bit of a, you know, suddenly the excitement sort of goes down. Um, I think we are also here to remind people that there are loads of people who believe in this technology. You are not alone. We are many who think in the same way, uh, who believe in this. Uh, it's definitely going to happen. Um, I think, you know, in comparison to the whole excitement in the Web3 space, we need to keep that same mindset in the digital fashion space where we keep pushing for our technology and our belief because this is the way to go. It's right. So stay motivated. Exactly. Keep building. Keep yeah, building. Totally. So um, so what do you think needs automating? Is there anything that you've noticed in your day-to-day -day that really bugs you? Are there any magic buttons that you'd like to see added to any of your tools or, or tech stack that you use? Well, breaking news magic buttons are on the way they are oh, coming yeah. um i'm keeping that. an eye on a startup called enhance that and as the name says it's all about enhancement uh, straight into clo uh, which is why didn't anyone do clo plugins before you know like why <laughs> do all the software have plugins and why are there no fun clo plugins to use i could see loads of fun things happening here yeah but they like enhance that are doing a few Clo plugins, I know they have a few in the pipeline. I know one is out, like a demo version of one of them is out. Um, the one that's out is about uh, batch rendering. You know when you have a folder with like, I don't know, 150, 15 yeah. styles and that you need to render them all in the same way? Mm -hmm. Just can put them all in the same folder and render, like literally batch render them with all the same settings. In Amazing. one go, you just let compu your computer run. No more like opening each and every one file and <laughs> then like rendering it out. You just can batch render them all. And I was like, finally, you know, like this is happening. The button, the magic buttons are starting to happen. This is it. This is it. While, like you say, while there's a hiatus with excitement, there's people out there building what we need to improve our pipelines. And that excitement will come back because 
what we believe is going to is a great set of tools are just going to keep on improving at, at a phenomenal rate. Yeah, and you said it like keep building because I said that when I think that when people who build or when you build or when you are into a new enterprise or when you are into Magic Button or a new project, digital fashion related or not, that's how you keep up with your belief because you see how amazing things are being developed, you know, and like what the crazy things and who they are shaping and that that's how you stay excited and motivated and motivate others around you with your own excitement. It's one of the things that are communicative. Yeah, exactly. So batch renderings, do you know of any other plugins that are coming? Uh, I know we have another one uh, that's AI enhancing related. A bit of what I am um, using straight into color. So imagine how avatar realism will look when you can do that straight into your renders. Mm. Well, because we definitely... all know that, mm, yeah, you know, the, the usual avatars aren't that great. So they yeah. are, they are avatars, let's, let's call them that way. Let's not diminish them in any way. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I think having, having some more customizable features and enhancements are really going to help every, every designer kind of produce the collections that they're super proud of. Yes. And all, for all the developers out there, we need more Clo plugins. We want yeah. some more Clo plugins. Build there's, them. There's, there's the message as we start to wrap up. We need more Clo plugins. <laughs> well, Diane, thank you so much for joining us. That kind of wraps Love Hate Automate for this week. But uh, before we go, how can our listeners follow you and uh, in your your pending collections? Um, I'm going to sound like a boomer. But I work quite well on LinkedIn. Okay. That, <laughs> well, that makes usually, me a boomer as well, yeah. Usually I'm Diane Wallinger everywhere. So you, you should be able to find me. If you type my name into Google, I know I pop out. I tried here and then. Um, I, I, more visual things, you can go onto my Instagram, which might be about to change name because it's actually un- unpronounceable saddening but i'll have to call it my own name so maybe by the time you'll search for me i'll be me i'll be myself you can just type in diane wallinger and i'll be me nice nice well as we're talking linkedin and and uh and you're classifying yourself as a boomer i fall into that category as well so if anybody wants to find me i'm just dale parr on linkedin that's where i'm, I'm most active um <laughs> But I'll just finish off by just saying that whether you're a creator, a builder or a player in digital fashion, have fun and enjoy being at the frontier of technology that is changing our future. That was Love, Hate, Automate and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>